Hello and welcome to Glitch Huber Gaming Podcast. And each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you guys so much for joining us once again as we dive into a different topic pertaining to video games. Uh, this week we are going to be discussing something that has been brought up to me quite a bit recently, actually. Uh, I've been asked this question by multiple people recently and asked to kind of ex expand on this idea. But it's the, there's this like preconceived notion that video games are incredibly isolating. They make it so that you're not social. They, you know, there's that stereotypical image of somebody hanging out in their basement playing flight simulators all day, right? <laughs> like across Hell five different yeah. computers, right? Like that, that's an image that is, predisposed or like pre ingrained into our minds i mean hell south park even made fun of like uh, made fun of this idea this concept itself uh but the, i i have to say that i feel and completely disagree with the idea that video games are isolating i think that they are so much more they are connected tissue between players between people they can bridge gaps between religion between politics uh, between any social differences that you might encounter on the outside world. Like, there's so much more to gaming than what people give it credit for. And there's a lot of people out there that really want to make games their scapegoat when it comes to their own personal demons, their own personal anxieties. They they blame games and uh, for them. They claim that it's making them suicidal it's making them depressed it's making it so that they can't hang out with their friends and they don't have a social life because of video games but it's there's a much deeper issue there that needs to be addressed it's not games it's like trying it's like whenever they uh were trying to blame music for being uh, for making people violent right like with marilyn manson getting sued because people were becoming violent after listening to his music it's like no 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 that's not that's not the real issue here. You can't blame the art. You can't blame media or like no one's going to really like blame. A, well, I guess it kinda, they do that, too, which I think is kind of interesting. We're blaming books for people becoming extreme. You know, like it's 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 a very interesting argument to have. And, you know, there is something to it as well. Right. Of course, everything in moderation and all that and being able to properly handle your or time management at least and treating games as a hobby not a lifestyle unless you're a pro player then of course there's a, that's a whole different thing there but you know so we're going to kind of discuss all of this in general and just kind of see where this conversation goes and get our viewpoint on the or the factor of how isolating video games are if they are at all in our opinion right so what is your initial reaction whenever you hear that or that that question? Or have you ever been asked that question before? Or has this ever been brought up in conversation with you? Yeah, I, I've had people ask me like, oh, well, isn't it like you just play games by yourself? Like, isn't that like lonely? Like you need to interact with people. And I mean, I can from looking out from the outside in. I guess I can kind of see why people would think that because, I mean, especially back in the day, you know, multiplayer games, you had people in the room, right? There was no online 
thing. So like the social activity of it, you had people in the room, but majority of the time it wasn't. It was always single player. And nowadays with the ease of the internet, it's pretty easy to have a social interaction. I think when people someone in my past brought it up where they're like, oh, like you play games like you don't want to go out, like not like go out, like, you know, for responsibilities. It's more so like, oh, do you want to go out to a party? Do you want to go out to a bar? Stuff like that. And I'm always like, no, I don't really care to. Like, if it's like my best friend or a really good friend, sure. Right? Like, I'll I'll make an appearance out there. Like, I don't I don't need to be playing games all the time. But to me, I feel like I've never felt isolated when playing games because for me, it's more than really just the game because when I play a game, other than, you know, the whole immersion and all that kind of stuff, but the outside of the game aspect of it is I love going on social media or some kind of platform where there's people that are also playing the game or people that have, and it's fun talking to people and I don't need to see these people face to face like virtually is just fine. I grew up talking to people virtually more than face to face. So it has never really been an issue to me. Um and I've never really felt like games put me in a dark place mm-hmm. per se. Like I'm trying to think back and like I've been playing games a lot since I was a kid and I've never felt depressed or any like i didn't feel like gaming was the problem right like i personally know i had other problems going on gaming was basically like the crutch but it never destroyed my life on top of what else was destroying my life and i think you know, people can take gaming to a point where, yeah, they probably do isolate and they probably want to be shut off from the world. But like you said, at the end of the day, there's something else going on that gaming is a good distraction for them. And I think a big thing for me too, because for me, gaming had really helped me when I was at my lowest. Um, when I, uh, got out of rehab for, you know, drug use and stuff like that. Gaming kind of brought me back to normality, I guess you could say, because I, I mean, I played it a lot most of my life. And then when I was using, like, I kind of stopped, obviously. And when I got clean, like, gaming was basically that crutch to kind of take up the time instead of going to go pick up. And it, it worked for me. You know, now this was at a point where I was looking for work. So obviously I had a lot of time on my hands and yeah, I could play 12 hours a day and, you know, be fine. But once I got a job, like, yeah, I did that. I worked and it was fine. Like it didn't, I was using it as a bandaid, but I was healing underneath that bandaid at the same time because I was taking steps to address what was causing my issues mm-hmm. and from going to that band-aid it went to 
being a just a fun way to pass time you know like it it ended up where it was like you know what i love this so much like it's not like i'm playing this to prevent myself from doing bad things it was more of like this makes me really happy and i don't really care about doing a lot of other hobbies you know like i think i think that's when i realized like oh like having a hobby is nice because before that I didn't really ever think about that. And, you know, to me that it just worked, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I never really feel isolated when I play games. Yeah. There's a, there's a huge network of people out there that you're connecting with on a very different kind of level, right? You're finding an instant uh, connection between you guys, uh, an interest, that both of you share right away. So like it's a, a a talking point. It's breaking the ice. It's allowing you to have a conversation that you might not have had in person because you already know that, hey, we're at this level. We both know that we like this thing. I don't know anything about you right in the background. I don't know what your beliefs are or anything like that. And it's but that doesn't matter in that moment. What matters is that you guys both are enjoying a game you're able to discuss this and come together right and there's something to that and i feel like some of our my deepest connections with people have started because of a game a lot of conversations i have with people at work actually start from the point of a game like maybe a, a game will flash on the screen or i'm like loading up something for the kids to start playing and they're like oh man i remember playing smash brothers when i was a kid and i loved it and it's like yeah me too And then you start talking that way and then you start becoming friends, right? And there's, it's a really easy way to break the ice. And I I do want to go back to that, that idea that you brought up of um, if someone asks you to go to a bar, right, or to go out with them and you just say, no, I don't want to do that. It's not, but you're not saying no because you are (laughs) trying to get an extra couple hours in the game that you're playing right now, right? Like you're saying no because social anxiety is getting in the way most of the time. I I know for me, at least that happens a lot where like I would, I have to kind of mentally prepare myself to go into social situations. And it's not just because I want to play video games. Like, and half the time I'm, I don't stay home and play games whenever I tell people, no, I don't want to go out with them or anything like that. Right. And it's because I don't feel comfortable in that environment or I'm not able to mentally prepare myself in that time frame, you know? And it, like that, that's not a gaming addiction at all. It's just a social anxiety issue mm-hmm. that I have to personally deal with. And it's something I have been dealing with and I'm getting better at it, right? I can mask it a lot more now. But when I was a kid and when I was younger, like in my early 20s, that was a big problem for me. And it, it was really hard to be that social butterfly and like go out all the time and meet random strangers and like in a real world environment. But if someone came up to me and brought up the new Final Fantasy that just came out and was like, oh, wow, this is great. Like, I feel like I can have a real conversation with them and then create a really deep friendship with them at the same exact time. That's how I like it. It's not that we're saying no to just go and play video games is no, because we have social anxiety. <laughs> like that's really it, right? Like, that's, that's not a gaming addiction. It's just a 
that kind of issue there, a whole different issue that people need to see than not put gaming as a scapegoat for this, not not make that the excuse that someone else is trying to pin on me and claim that I have a gaming addiction because I really don't, right? Like, I sure, I play a lot of games, but I also play a lot of games because of this show. And I play a variety of games because of this show. I'm not just sitting there and playing a World of Warcraft for thousands of hours and that's it. No, we're playing a huge variety of them to find like the psychology behind those games, how they can help people look at the intent of the designer and really analyze them as if you're analyzing a movie, analyzing a book, right? Like, like as a reviewer that way, right? Or um, looking at it in a purely academic level. And I, I don't know, it's, it's really tough to distinguish between between the two of uh, a gaming addiction and some other underlying social anxiety that's there whenever you are an outside observer, right? Like, I know this is a mm-hmm. conversation I had with my partner a lot where she would claim or like make a claim that, oh, well, you've been playing games all day. It's like, well, no, technically I've only been playing games for about an hour, uh, <laughs> right? Like, I've only been, but you've been, and then I, I don't bring it up, but then I look at her, I'm like, you know, you've been scrolling on your phone for six hours. What's the difference here, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's the same thing it just you like to look at this stuff and this is what i enjoy doing right it's that those are the kind of conversations we had early on and now like of course you know we've been together for what 10 12 years now so like we have that understanding and of course i i i'm able to interact with people properly i would say or quote quote properly because we've been together for so long, <laughs> like I don't need to be in front of a screen or a game to uh, to feel good about myself, right? And it, it's same thing with you. Look, I mean, you have a wife and a child, right? Yeah, <laughs> I would say that you definitely like despite from the outside, someone could say or try and make that claim that you have a gaming addiction, but you have a very like you have a life, <laughs> you know, like that's something yeah. that people need to realize and understand that. You can still have a life outside of this. And we can't just keep blaming games for social anxieties and saying that this is the reason this is the, like, I, I don't know how to interact with people because I play Super Mario Brothers. It's like, no, like, th- that's not real. That's, <laughs> that's not a real argument. You don't know how to interact with people or you have poor social skills because you haven't put yourself in those situations. And what's nice about this, uh, about gaming, in my opinion, is you get to talk to people from all walks of life. So like when I was going to school, I we were I was going to school for game design and we got into a group of people and there's a couple in there that after getting to know them for a few months, I would have never talked to this person. Like their beliefs were completely skewed from mine. Um, one of them that I still talk to this day is an amazing guy, uh, but he's a lot more religious than I am. Uh, and he works at a church, right? He leads youth groups, everything like that. And he's a wonderful person. I, I love talking to this guy now. But it, to be honest, because of his faith, I, I would have felt awkward approaching him and having an actual conversation with him. But because we had that automatic connection with gaming, it gave us a foundation to start our friendship. And it just expanded from there. And now we both have like, 
we've had really interesting conversations about religion, about faith, about just what it means to be human, right? And just how the mind works and everything like that. And it's been really great to see that other viewpoint and it, knowing that that all became something because of games. Like that friendship is there because of video games. And it's it's an amazing thing to see. So like there's there's a lot to that, right? Like you can be, it's tough, right? Because you can have so many different cultures, so many different beliefs, so many different lifestyles out there. But a video game can be that connective tissue between the two of you guys or people or whatever it is, like 100%, right? And it's it's an amazing thing, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah, the you brought up a good point where it's, for me, like we have the conversation, you know, because, I mean, she plays games, so it's not like she can really, she's not one of those partners where it's like, well, playing games are stupid. You know, like, I know mm-hmm. there's people out there that have those partners, but, you know, there was a point where it was like, oh, like, you know, you play a lot, but I still get everything done that needs to get done. Right. right. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get things done. And then at the end of the night, I mean, sure. Yeah, you do. You got a baby. And so. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, well, what do I want to play later? You know, it gives me time. Or for me, like a lot of it comes down to like, I want to work on some projects with games, right? Like either through video content and stuff like that. And the reason why I haven't been able to really push a lot out there is because, yeah, life gets in the way. I'm not going to be nose deep into this one thing, neglecting the rest of my life. So it's like, yeah, I, I try not to be like, like shut in away from the world. And of course, like at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with people that do, you know, shut themselves out from the world and just want to play games. I think. You know, I was reading a lot of like people's like kind of testimonies that, you know, say that gaming really damaged their life. And a lot of it was, you know, with mobile games. And now, granted, I have barely played mobile games in my life. Uh, Ridiculous fishing, you know, Fantasia, you know, like very simple games that are not going to like milk your money. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you read these stories of people that spend like 50 grand on a mobile game and stuff like that. And it's like, they don't have a gaming addiction. They have a gambling. It's a gambling addiction. And like, you know, it's not any different than going to the slots. If you're saying, oh, I'm spending all that money on, you know, rolls, stuff like that. Like it's gambling at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, you, you know, gaming as a whole isn't affecting you. Yeah. Gambling is a game when you think about it, but it's not, you can't blame all video games in a sense for that, you know, like that's just one genre of game. A lot of people, some of the people out there that are like big proponents to saying like, Oh, games are toxic to people. You know, when I say this, I'm not saying like community is like, yeah, we know a lot of gaming communities are toxic. That's just just how it is, you know, that there's no way that's ever going to get fixed. But it's a lot of people when it comes down to what I have seen from people that say they isolate, it's MMOs. And it makes Mm. sense because, you know, you get your social interaction in the game. You 
an MMO is kind of like a job to an extent. I, I, know, I know I've spent a lot of hours and wow, I've played a lot of Final Fantasy 14. Like, I There's got like really into tasks those. that need to be done and everything. Yeah. Yeah. They, that's, I mean, and that's how those companies make their money. They make it like a, a part time job that you go in, you clock in, boom. And, you know, it's up to you as the individual, like, am I going to make that my, my life or not? And it's easy to get sucked into that. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand. Like that's happened to me where I'm like, oh, I just want to keep playing. But to me, as someone who has been through, you know, addiction problems to me, this stuff, unless it's gambling, I, I don't see how, you know, like a game that, you know, is not gambling would make you kind of like addicted. I don't know. To me, like, I'm not downplaying anything. I'm just like, I'm, I'm curious, like for if anyone's listening to this and, you know, they, feel like they have a problem like i'd be really curious to hear about it because as someone who is into a different kind of addiction it's interesting to hear what other people go through and it's it's hard reading a lot of these stories online because a lot of them either sound very one-sided or just i don't want to say sound bonkers because it's someone's life but it's just it just sounds kind of odd i don't know i don't understand it but I, I think it's really funny that the games that get pinned as like that always come up in conversations about gaming addiction and isolation and all that are actually the social games. Like I, I've never heard anyone say, oh, he's addicted to Legend of Zelda or they're addicted to the Final Fantasy or they're addicted to Mario Brothers. It's like, well, no, they're just fans. Like at that point, you're just a fan. But when it becomes a social game that they play a lot, oh, they're addicted to it. Like all of a sudden, that's when the addiction level comes up. But then you can argue, well, they're being very social. They have a huge network of friends that they interact with on a daily basis. And they probably talk to those friends more than we talk to our friends face to face. Right. Like there, I, I find that really interesting that the ones that get pinned as uh, oh, the issues for gaming addiction are actually the more social games that are out there where you're actually interacting with someone else. And I think a lot of that comes down to it's like you feel like your needs are met, you know? And I mean, for me, in a lot of ways, I feel, and granted, I work, so I, I get my social, my social stuff done through that and, you know, my family. Mm-hmm. But before I had all that, like, yeah, like, online communities were my social interactions and to an extent there's nothing wrong with that you're you're being social you know like for me who has you know some social anxiety that doesn't really want to go out and try to find people to talk to you know virtually it's just easier and for me it's you know it's better the the worst thing that can happen to me in like talking virtually is i don't know what to say Mm -hmm. you know but to me, like that's just always been kind of the issue when it comes to anything like that. But something that someone brought up to me, oh, 
quite a while ago, actually. Games that make you feel isolated. And Mm -hmm. granted, this is kind of a different pivot from what we were trying to get at with this episode. But, you know, someone was mentioning like, oh, games that are very depressing. Like, you know, some people get depressed by Fallout because it's post-apocalyptic. You know, you're by yourself or a game like Subnautica where you're under the ocean by yourself. Like, I guess you can feel that the feelings of isolation, but to the point where observer, right. That game. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. you know, for me, I always find that very interesting because a lot of times when I play a game, I don't feel isolated because I'm so immersed or it's, I don't know. I always feel like there's a social social like thing going on when I play a game because I know that I'm going to talk about it with somebody. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. The, the I, argument I, people I would, have where you isolate and don't talk to anybody, like I get there's a lot of that out there, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't know, it's odd. I, I feel like if you, if you bring up games that uh, that kind of convey the idea of depression or isolation, that's just that's more of a conversation on gaming theme, yeah. uh, right? And it's one that can be discussed. Like, how many movies out there make you cry? How exactly. many books out there make you really feel what that person was feeling and go through their internal struggles? Well, gaming is just another outlet, another media source in which we can tell a story and really get people immersed in it, I think at a much deeper level than a movie or a book because you are the one that is pushing that character through these difficult situations, which can be a really great metaphor for your own personal life as well, right? Like, you know when you're playing a game that I have to go through this difficult struggle right now to get the outcome that I actually want. And there's something really like uh, meaningful about that because you can bring that to your own personal day-to-day life as well. And, uh, you know, like, because we have our heroes in our books and our movies, why can't we have a video game character being our moral hero, right? Or like a situation in a game be our moral compass on how to handle a proper situation. And with the way that games are going now, especially with things like, uh, I mean, a few years back it came out, but Detroit Becoming Human. I think that's a great example of really showing off uh, decisions and the repercussions of those decisions and seeing what is a better path or a better outcome to what matches your social beliefs, right? And I, I think that's a really interesting thing and that a lot of games do. Like, I mean, look at Disco Elysium, look at Citizen Sleeper. They they discuss very intense topics that should be talked about. And it's just showing us those themes. And yeah, sure, they can be really depressing. They could be really they give you that feeling of isolation. But that's kind of the point, right? It's the point is to get immersed and to actually feel what the designer was intending you to feel in that moment. So I think it's it's a very like I can see why people might feel like that is a um, a, a contributor to how video games can become very isolating. Uh, but the same thing, like, it's just a way to tell a story. And that's really all it is. It's just conveying a message out there. The nice thing is, too, that 
as time has been going on, technology has been getting a little bit better with this. I feel like we've been starting to see games that really incorporate more than one person in different mm-hmm. ways, you know, other than like, you know, your, your standard multiplayer games, but, you know, through, you know, Twitch and YouTube, stuff like that, like you don't, there, there's possibilities to feel less alone and isolated from the world uh, when you play games, right? Because, you know, 20 years ago, yeah, it was hard to find people that were interested in games as much as a lot of people are now. And now it's easy. You know, everyone's got a Discord. Everyone, you know, there's people streaming everything at this point. There's videos out there. Like, you can easily find like-minded people in some ways, you know, to talk to. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting how games have started to incorporate more than just the player. And granted, this is especially true for like people that stream because, you know, there's a lot of games that do Twitch integrations now, right? Where people that are watching you will show up in their world or people in the chat can mess with the character. Like it's fascinating how that has become a bigger kind of like not theme, I guess, uh, subject, you know, especially since COVID with what you said earlier, how after COVID, a lot of social interactions have changed, especially when it comes to gaming, especially like before COVID, like, yeah, Twitch and all that kind of stuff was, you know, it was getting big, but once everyone was quarantined and isolated, like it, it made more people realize like, Oh, like talking virtually is, you know, not that bad. Like, there's a lot more people out there that have the same interest as me that, you know, we didn't really think about it because we never really spent time doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's yeah. why Animal like, Crossing really set a roadmap for that. Yeah. It, it really made people more comfortable with the idea of creating a connection through a virtual space because we had to isolate and being able to visit your friend's islands and actually socially interact with somebody through a virtual space and and get that connection was an amazing thing. And it showed the world that we can have these kind of connections virtually. We can, and I think that's why Twitch and uh, Twitch integration really blew up and became such a predominant thing when it comes to designing a game where that's actually a major thing or like a, it's on the forefront of thought whenever they're designing something especially if it has a game with multiple characters in it, why not throw in Twitch integration where you can take certain usernames from your your Twitch chat and then all of a sudden, boom, they're in this game, right? Like, it just makes sense and it makes it more personal for the viewer and not just the player too, right? So it's a, now it's an experience for both people to go through this and they feel like they're a part of it. And it's it, it, there's something really nice about that. And it, I, I do actually really appreciate that. So thank you, Animal Crossing, right? For, for giving that us that. And we did discuss that idea quite a bit in our um, social xenophobia episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely one of my favorite episodes still to this day. So if you want to kind of look more into this topic, um, check out that episode. It's a good one. And it was during like, it was like kind of like during the like, start. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, that was a pretty gnarly time. The innocent. Yeah. 
views on that before the world really went places. Yeah, went crazy, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fascinating how that between Animal Crossing and Among Us, like everybody was just like on this like crazy like kick out of nowhere into like just playing games and being more interactive. And it's cool, you know, like as someone who grew up playing games and yeah hell yeah when i was a kid i did feel isolated when i played games because not many people played games when i was a kid and if they did it was like madden you know Mm. or sports games like i almost i think i met one person that played rpgs and that was it well we didn't have all these expos and cons and like we we were there during early aughts of internet where forum pages where you had to really like dig for them you know like yeah. it wasn't at the forefront of everyone like e3 e3 felt like it was for grown ups you know yeah. there was you know we would watch it on the tv and yep. see that and i was like oh there's people out there that like games as much as i do that's cool and then <clears throat> In the early 2000s, when I started digging on message boards, you know, going on the GameFAQs website and you jump on the message boards and interact with like-minded, somewhat toxic individuals, it it was cool, you know, like it was a vibe and made you feel less alone in your interests. And, you know, this can be go, this can be for anything, not just gaming. Like nowadays, there's interest in everything, good and bad. And there's a lot of ways to feel less isolated and games, I think are starting to realize that like, it's more than just trying to get the player to feel less alone. It's to make everyone feel connected. And that's something that I feel is really special with, you know, the strand kind of games like, uh, well, before we get into the strand, but like, um, Bennett Foddy is like getting over it is what I find a really good example that while yes, it's a very challenging game and it's, you know, it's a streamer game, right? Goofy concept. Yeah. Like all of his games are goofy and it's like, basically it's like a challenge for that person and it's fun to watch that person mess up and start all over Mm -hmm. again. And, but the integration was like the character would even be like, Hey, like, you're probably not even playing this. You're watching someone play this, like trying to Mm -hmm. interact with the watchers to make them feel a part of it. Like they're there in that moment other than just watching. And that that's awesome. You know, like it's, yeah, it's fourth wall breaking, but it's, it, it works and it works perfectly. And when I look at like death stranding, it, it's a game that you feel isolated, right? I mean, that's the whole point of the game is that you're playing this game by yourself in a world that is basically empty aside from these bunkers, but you see other, you don't see physically other players, but you see them either leaving landmarks for you, or if you build a road or a landmark and they interact with it, it's like you get a a thumbs up and it's cool because while they don't have a major impact on the game, it's cool knowing that there's other people playing this game 
right this moment, interacting with something you just did and turns this very isolated game that, you know, does put you in an interesting headspace of like, oh, wow, like I'm playing this game alone. Like it, it it makes you feel less alone playing it because there's people there that you're not really interacting with, but you are. And I know this is kind of like a new genre and I'm fascinated to see where we go from here with that style because it introduces a a format to games to make them feel less to make you feel less alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's a good thing, right? Like it, it allows you to be social without having to be social and I don't know. For me, it's really nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. I hope you guys enjoy this little conversation that we had about gaming isolation uh, and how it's not as isolating as people really think. Gaming is that connecting tissue between us. It's that instant attraction that we have to somebody. And it's a it's a hobby that you share How many times have you been like an enthusiast of something and find someone else that is a hobby of that? It doesn't have to be games. It could be anything at all. And you just have that instant vibe with them. You're able to connect at a much different level and you're able to have conversations with people that might not run in your social circle. They might not share your beliefs. They might intimidate you. It might be someone that you would never approach in the real world situation, but now You have a friendship that you can cultivate and grow through your connection with video games. Uh, I I don't know. I think that's such an amazing thing. And to say that games are purely isolating, it's that's not true. There's a much deeper underlying issue. And just know that if you I mean, if you do feel like maybe games are kind of hindering you a little bit from uh, conversating with people from having those social interactions that you feel like you probably should be having really take a look at yourself and look at your life because it's might it's more than likely it's not a gaming addiction that's holding you back it's some sort of other social anxiety like we mentioned before that could be to- like holding you back and i i want every one of our listeners to know that we're here too right like we if you want to talk about games if you want to like we we're we're trying to build a community a a safe space for everyone to come together and feel less isolated and alone and just share your interests share your excitement share your passions for not just gaming but we're using gaming as a bridge as a gateway to some much deeper conversations here uh, like we're we're available and we have a discord channel available for that as well so just know that you are not alone if you feel like you have um some sort of gaming isolation uh, yeah. there's there's people out there if it's not just us there's other communities there's other forms there's other groups of friends that i'm sure you've made along the way and just kind of focus on that because that's the beauty behind it but yeah. anyway thank you guys so much for listening in and we'll talk to you guys next week with some more games and all that good stuff and the psychology and the art and everything in between. But until then, bye for now.